Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Parents are proud of their children and their accomplishments. But when do you cross the line from rooting for your child to putting them on a pedestal of worship. Well, today, Pastor Robert talks about the problem of putting anything or anyone above your devotion to God. The priorities are out of order. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Mark, chapter 16, as he continues his message, The Cost of the Gospel. You know, when Jesus gave the commission, this mandate to go with the gospel, Mark tells us he promised that the Spirit would confirm the gospel wherever it was preached. Mark 16, 14 says, Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. And I love that wording. It's so significant. He says, in my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, now the reason I say that term, the terminology there, these signs will follow. They don't, they don't become the focal point. They're the after effect. It's a confirmation that this is God at work, not just some philosophy of man. But you know, just a quick little side note here, this part about taking up snakes, it's bewildered a lot of people. It's like, what? Take up, you're going to pick up serpents? Some groups even decided that handling venomous snakes was a test of true faith. Now, I don't know, a lot of you guys weren't born in the U.S., and maybe you've not even heard of this, but, but Pentecostal churches all over the Appalachian region of this country used to regularly handle poisonous snakes as just a test of faith. There's there, photos all over the internet, and it's, it's legit, it's real, it's been outlawed in Kentucky at least, but it's still done because people believe that they're supposed to do it. But listen, what, what Jesus was recorded as saying 
The Greek language that he used refers to the confrontation and removal of evil, malicious people. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Aerophis is the Greek phrase. And it means to take away the slippery, wicked, snake-like people that try to slip in among us, like Simon the sorcerer. Verse 14 says, Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you're poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me that none of the things which you've spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. What was your initial gut reaction to the idea of those early believers being driven out of their homes by persecution? And me talking about, it's coming. It's coming for you. It's coming for us. What does your reaction tell you about the state of your relationship with Jesus and the degree to which you actually know him and trust him? You know, in, in Matthew chapter 10, verses 37 to 39, Jesus warned us that we all have a tendency toward short-sightedness and idolatry. Listen to what he said. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Now understand, he's, he's not talking about physical life and death right there. That's not, what he's, that's not what he's talking about. When he says loses his life for my sake, he's not talking about martyrdom in the sense in which we usually think of it. No, he's talking about the one who persists in living his or her life according to his or her desires, goals, plans, versus the one who willingly surrenders all of that. It's a super scary warning. You know, it's one that really, it busted me 26 years ago. When David was born, I, I realized this, this baby boy is too important to me. Now, that sounds almost blasphemous. I mean, wait a minute. You're talking about your own baby. I mean, you're talking about your son, right? Yeah, I'm talking about my son. And God showed me one day as I was driving away from, you know, struggling with it. I'm driving away from house, David, you know, from, the, from our, our home when David was a month old, maybe. He was too, and he was becoming an idol 
everything in my life could easily have revolved around him. That's sin, according to Jesus. This is a scary warning, but see, it's also a wonderful promise. In that moment of clarity, in that moment of conviction, driving south on Collins Avenue, I realized if I give him to Jesus, it'll all be good. If I don't, probably not. I'll screw this up. I am so good at messing things up. I will mess up my son. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. Nobody ever regretted surrendering everything to the Lordship of Christ. And listen, if you find yourself feeling a bit condemned right now, brush it off. Just brush that right off, but not before you confess your guilt to Jesus. 1 John 1, 8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, one of the things that I don't know, it, it, took me, it took me 30 years to grab on to verse 9. I'd feel so guilty. I've got, because you guys, if you've been around a while, I, I mean, I'm pretty transparent. I've got so much evil that's still present. And I used to really, it's like, you know, I'd, I'd just feel so beat up, you know, and I'd remind myself there's, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ No condemnation. There's no condemnation. And then one day, this, God just brought this verse to my mind. He's cleansing me. I can't cleanse me of unrighteousness. He's cleansing me of these things. And I just had to give, I just had to give that to him. I had to, this tendency that I have to almost worship my children, it's sin, God, but I can't, I can't make that go away. You're going to have to please wash that away. Lord Jesus, we confess that we've been guilty of loving our children and our families more than we love you. Please forgive us. joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in Acts when you tune in again. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. 
When you call, please let us know if we can be lifting you up in prayer. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more, right here on Main Thing Radio.